Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The visibility factor is brought to you in part by the Choose Your Life Challenge. Do you feel like it's too late to do something new? You have a good life and your basic needs are met. You have a place to live, a job that provides enough, and friends and family to share it with. But it's all passing by so quickly, and it feels like you're running out of time to do the things you wanted to do. Join Danielle McCombs and Christy Allinger, co-hosts of the Opposite of Small Talk podcast, in a 30-day interactive experience that helps you to live a more intentional life. Through a combination of live sessions, video coaching, and digital social interaction, you will be guided through a series of ideas to explore your mindset and gain confidence to live the life you want. Sign up today by visiting theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge. Use promo code challenge4 for a 20% discount. That's theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge and promo code challenge4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. In today's episode, we're going to talk about visibility for introverts. It's one of the top questions I get when I'm presenting to companies or groups because there's always someone in the audience who is an introvert and wants to understand how do they become more visible when it's maybe not their normal nature to be in the spotlight or to speak up in meetings and they want to learn how to do that. This episode is for introverts out there in companies who want visibility but don't know how to get it for themselves. They may see extroverts around them who love to speak up and enjoy the limelight, and they wonder how they can compete with that. It's very challenging, and it was definitely my experience as well. I thought we'd go back for a little bit of a history lesson about how extroverts and introvert terms were created. It happened in the 1920s by Carl Jung. He believed that extroverts drew their energy from other people and places, while introverts drew their energy from being alone. Now, I wanted to also share in full transparency, there is a third type that you may or may not have heard about and is not as well known called ambiverts. Ambiverts will shift their behavior based on the situation that they're in. And there's actually a larger number of people that really fall into that category than originally thought. In a Wall Street Journal interview, psychologist Adam Grant, who is a professor at Wharton School of Business and has written such famous books as Give and Take and Originals, estimated that ambiverts make up between a half and two thirds of the population. That's a lot of people. And it's not well known, I think, because Myers-Briggs, who many people have taken this assessment to understand themselves better, um, it has a, a wide range of different factors that are looked at in there. But whether you're an introvert or an extrovert is really highly focused on in that test. And so I think that is why introverts and extroverts are talked about so much more, even though most people are ambiverts. Since these types are more well-known and usually a reason why people are holding back from being visible or are too visible, um, I will focus on those two only for today's podcast. So 
So I remember learning about these different types when I first took the Myers-Briggs test for the first time. My results definitely showed that I was an introvert. That became my story, though. I think it became a story that I lived with for a really long time, that introverts aren't good in big groups. They struggle to meet new people, and they prefer to be alone. So it became really easy for me to use that label as a way to hold myself back and avoid the things that the extroverts were doing. Now, don't get me wrong, they weren't comfortable for me to do these things, but I did try them, I did do them, and I realized that maybe they weren't as scary as I originally thought. My other belief was that the world was made up of extroverts and that they're the only ones who could succeed. And I think that's because I had so many extroverts around me that it felt like those people were being rewarded on a regular basis and that I couldn't compete with that. So I began to wonder, could I be a successful leader even though I am an introvert? This label caused me to question a lot of things. And I want you to know that you can absolutely be successful as an introvert. So being introverted doesn't mean that you can't do all the same things that extroverts do, but you may do them differently. Extroverts are energized by all the people around them and the things that they're doing and they thrive on that. Just imagine going to any networking event and you can tell who the extroverts are really quickly. There are the people who are just having all the conversations and the introverts are probably hanging around a little bit more on the outside of the room, maybe just talking to one or two people. Um, It's very clear that it's just not as comfortable for them. And they can be around people for a while, but then they need to recharge. They need to get away and just have some opportunity to be by themselves, recharge their batteries before they get in front of a group like that again. Unfortunately, there seems to be an assumption that introverted leaders aren't as strong as extroverted leaders. Don't let that assumption become your reality. Introverted leaders have different strengths, but that does not mean that they aren't as strong or effective. Introverts are stronger listeners, more empathetic and introspective. They may not be the loudest one in the room, but they can still get their point across when they do speak. So if you're an introvert, don't let that limit you. To ensure your success, you may need to do some things in a way that fits your style more. Ensure that you have built some boundaries in your schedule to have downtime between meetings if you can. Use your one-on-ones to leverage your listening skills with people to build relationships, exert your influence, and share ideas. Create some notes prior to meetings so you're prepared and feel more confident in front of a large group that could overshadow you. Be proud of who you are and the strengths that you bring to the table. For example, an introvert and an extrovert could team up together and their strengths would be very complementary to each other. They may come at the work in alternative ways, but they could still reach the finish line together. Each style offers different perspectives, experiences, and ways of getting things done. Neither of them should be viewed as better than the other. They're just different, and both can have leadership success. Now, let me share a quick client story with you. Andrea was excited about her promotion to be a senior manager. She would get to lead a larger team and have a lot more responsibility. She wanted to talk about what she would do differently in this new role in her coaching session with me. When we talked about how she wanted to show up in this role, I sensed some hesitation in her. I asked her about it and she said, I feel like I'm going to have to change who I am to be successful in this role. I didn't feel that way at first or during the interview process, but now as I sit in meetings with my new peers, I can see that there is a difference. When I asked her to share more about the difference that she sees, she said, they're much more extroverted than I am. They seem to know exactly what to do with their team and to get alignment with clients. I'm an introvert and my new team is four times as big as my last team. I'm not sure I can be like my peers and still be true to myself. 
Now, I asked her to think about how she felt when she put her name in for this role before the interview, and what did she imagine she would do in this role? She shared what she had planned to do was to make a difference for her team and improve things in this area. I also asked her what would happen if you just focused on those things and led your team without any comparison to anyone else. She smiled and said, I would probably be the leader that I know I can be and do what I think is right. I know that I have things to learn, but instead of doubting myself, I can trust myself and ask for help from my peers when I need it. I can look at this new role with the excitement that I had at the beginning of my transition. Now, for any of those people who are listening to me, you probably recognize a little bit of imposter syndrome happening for her as well. But I think it's important to call out the fact that she was worried about being someone different. I think that's very common, especially when you're stepping up into a bigger role. You worry about how people are going to perceive you and not that uh, they're perceiving you from a performance standpoint, but are they going to see you differently? And is that still going to um, make you comfortable with them? Are they still going to like you? All of those things happen when you take on a bigger role like that. So it's an important thing to be aware of when that happens. I asked her what her key takeaways were from our session. And she said, I realized that I know what to do. And I felt intimidated by my peers who had more experience at this level. I need to be kind to myself as I learn right now. It feels uncomfortable and that's okay. I don't have to do things the same way that they do. And I'm going to focus on doing what I think is right and trust myself. Key words there, trusting herself. I want everyone to recognize that you have all of the strengths that you need in the world to do what you need to do. And I think living in comparison is a really dangerous place to be because it forces you to keep looking at yourself and saying, am I good enough? Can I do this? If you just trust yourself and know that you have all of the right things in you to be able to lead yourself and your team, you're gonna do great. But staying in comparison will just keep you stuck. So it's very common to have these feelings of doubt, as I mentioned, when you take on a new role that is bigger and more visible. And although it may seem like you have to change to fit into this new role, it's a choice that you get to make. Sometimes we make these assumptions that you have to change and it isn't true. You get to be the leader that you want to be without compromising who you are. I experienced this myself when I first joined IT. I wasn't sure if I could succeed there. Part of the reason was because I told myself the story that I wasn't educated in computer science and everyone else was. Even though I was well respected and no one questioned that I belonged there, I had my doubts. They were smart, knew so many things technically, and I wasn't sure if I fit in as an introvert. They were all very extroverted. There were many after hours events that I felt I needed to attend and I was trying to balance having a young family as well. Climbing the corporate ladder isn't for everyone. There are expectations that you will do more things outside of normal work hours than maybe you expect. And certainly as you climb the ladder and get to higher levels, that is a big expectation that you must attend these things to not only be there for conversations that may be happening there, but also as setting an example for your team. So attending conferences, dinners, happy hours, or attending meetings in other places are a few examples. These are some of the sacrifices to your personal time that you have to do sometimes. For example, when coworkers were in town, there would be dinners and happy hours that were planned that I would need to attend. These were considered good, quote unquote, FaceTime opportunities for me to connect with senior leaders and peers on a more social level and build stronger relationships. 
Now, some people may have chosen to pop in for a drink or an appetizer and then head home. Others maybe didn't show up at all because of other commitments that they had with their family. But at the time, it felt like a career-limiting move if I didn't attend. Looking back on it, I'm not sure missing one or two happy hours would make or break my career. But that was the culture we worked in at that time, and I assumed it was an expectation. The thought of attending these events would create anxiety for me before I arrived. My introvert story started playing loudly in my head and told me that I wasn't going to be good at this networking thing. I tried to calm the story down by making a plan, putting some ideas together of who I needed to connect with there. What did I need to make sure that I talked to them about? And once I got in there, everything was great. It was a great experience once I was there. But those moments before I walked in would stress me out. So when I coach people about this, these types of situations now, I talk about how they can show up as themselves. There's no need to be pressured to be like everyone else. All they need to do is focus on being themselves, be in the moment, hang out with these people that you work with. And some of those are probably your friends because you work with them so much, but be authentic, curious, and have great conversations. This is what helps you build relationships that people will remember you for. It helps you stand out from the crowd. You don't have to talk to every person in the room. Just focus on connecting with a few people successfully. I attended a presentation about six years ago on networking by David J.P. Fisher of a company called Rockstar Consulting. And he shared some great tips on how to think about what would you say and also what would your mindset be when you walk into the room. His definition of networking was building a series of relationships with other business people to enlist their help in spreading the message about your business needs, as well as doing the same for them. In short, you help me and I help you. His steps on how to extend your network included creating a plan, meeting people, building relationships, giving help and asking for help. So I took those categories and created some ideas for you on how you can do this more effectively for yourself, especially if you lean more towards the introverted side. So creating a plan. Who do you want to meet at the event? If you know who the attendees are going to be and you can look at their LinkedIn profiles if you don't know them, see what their picture looks like, see what they do, what their background is, and focus on the ones that you're most interested in connecting with and think about that in terms of what you want to get out of that connection with them. Is that value that you're going to share with them or things that they may be able to help you with? Meeting people. So where are the people hanging out that you want to meet? Maybe it's at a networking event. Maybe it's joining an organization uh, that has interests that you have. These could be affinity groups, charity organizations, or other interest groups. Building relationships. Do you have anything in common with any of the people on the list? Maybe you are from the same state, from the same hometown, from the same high school, same college. There's a lot of different things that you can look at on someone's profile that can build a connection with them. And it's good enough to start as an icebreaker to build a relationship. I have definitely been able to leverage that myself. And it just makes it almost like a warm connection very quickly. Giving help. Be helpful to others and see that they may return the favor someday, but you can't expect that. You have to just go in being helpful and know that at some point that reciprocity will come back to you and they'll be able to help you when you reach out to them for some help. And then the last one is asking for help. What things do you need help on? Thinking about that and having clarity before you walk in the room makes it very easy for you to talk about it. But if you're stumbling on that before you get there, no one's going to really know how to help you. Do they have a contact at a company that you're interested in or do they know someone who can help you in an area that you're struggling in? 
So think about this as a way to leverage that group of people in the room. People are going to help you if you ask them for what you need, but you have to be very clear and succinct in what it is you need so that they can follow along and be able to help you in the best way. So today's visibility action step is for you to try another tip, especially if you're an introvert. I learned this tip when I was looking for ways to be more comfortable in groups. So the next time that you have a networking meeting or a large company gathering, pretend that you are the host of the event. Now, this is all about mindset shift. When you are the host, you want to make sure everyone is having a good time, right? Think back to a holiday party you may have had or some you know, backyard event that you had on the 4th of July or some other time that you hosted some event and your family was there or friends were there. You wanted to go around and make sure everyone is having a good time. Did they need a drink? Did they need some food? Did they need something else? It allows you to remove all the pressure on yourself. It's really fascinating. It's such a simple thing to think about. This is about helping you experiment with stepping out a bit further than you have before so you can be seen in a new way. So this is about removing pressure and sometimes just thinking of yourself as the host might allow you to do that. Introverts have a habit of trying to blend into the background so as not to be noticed. This is actually the way that they protect themselves because they don't see themselves as equals with others in the room who may be a higher level or have more experience. I want you to try to start to see people as humans that it doesn't matter what their title is. It doesn't matter what level they are in the organization. Know that you bring your own unique perspective, experience, ideas, and strengths to the table. Just look at them as one peer to another in a conversation it allows you to also remove that pressure that you're putting on yourself to have the right conversation in the right way. And for an introvert, they're already creating so much pressure on themselves that if you can start to find ways to release it by maybe using a couple of these ideas that I've shared, there's no need to hide behind anybody else anymore. You deserve all of these opportunities and all you have to do is start to be comfortable with the fact that you might approach things differently and that's okay but you can still get to the same end result. And that's what's important. That's what you need to focus on, getting your own visibility in a way that works for you. I hope these ideas were helpful. I hope they give you some ways to start to show up in a bigger way as an introvert. Um, But do a little research on the ambiverts. I bet you might find that you're more of an ambivert than an introvert. And that was definitely something that I discovered for myself. Thanks so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast. And we'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor podcast.